Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 20 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. And uh, we have another great guest this week and uh, we're going to say hello to JJ Fenley. JJ, of course, is based down in East Cork by Nick of the Woods. So how are you keeping, JJ? I'm very good, Barry. Thanks for the call. Thanks for being our guest um, this week. Um, so look, we're always interested, I suppose, to hear um, how people um, fell in love with this great sport. And uh, tell us about your early days, um, I suppose, growing up, how, how you got into the Greyhounds. Well, Bear, as everyone keeps telling me down this neck of the woods, I'm only a blowing down here. Uh, even though I'm around with the last 35 years, probably, something like that. Um I'm from Mid Tipperary originally, a little village called Gortnow. And when we were growing up back in those good old days, back in the late seventies and that going to secondary school, I my first contact with Greyhounds was through my neighbour, a farmer just down the road. And I used to go down there doing a bit of weekend work and summer work. And as in those days traditionally you had your farmer with three or four greyhounds as a little hobby, a little sideline. Uh, a night out kind of job and this was a typical type situation he used to have maybe four or five dogs and we'd be doing them as well as all the other farming chores and that was my first introduction to the the greyhound game yeah and from those days did you always plan maybe to have a greyhound or two oh definitely i really liked it going back then we used to go to torles that time was tuesday and saturday nights so we'd go both nights racing there and Obviously, uh, I wasn't really big into the coursing, but we still made the pilgrimage every year to Clonmel for the national meeting. It was funny enough, the first week of February, I always seemed to get sick and couldn't go to school. (laughs) We we, we got the the visa to go to Clonmel, and we used to really look forward to it, and what a great crack it was. But that, that was true, that farmer, Tim Cleary, and he still has a few dogs, I believe. So it's uh, he was the introduction. And on, from a relation point of view, I had a, a cousin that was in dogs. And funny enough, he was more into the course than the track. He was Jimmy Dar- Darcy in Arlingford. And uh, Jimmy would be well known now in the doggy game. I'm sure he was inducted into the Hall of the Fame in the coursing there a few years ago. So he was. Very good. And, uh, well-deserved too, I might add. Yes, great stuff. And uh, so take us take us from there, JJ. Uh, maybe like how you will say your first yeah. official ground and stuff like that. Yeah, well, we come on in and through work and that, I ended up in East Cork. And obviously I still had to grow off of the dogs. And I started, I was working in Killa for 12 months in 1983. And I used to go into the track in Yall on a Friday night mainly. And... I suppose I have a great love for you all, obviously, for, since all those years. And particularly, I met my late wife at the tracking yard. And she was um, Shelley Spillane at the time, obviously. And, you know, the Borges prefix was pretty well known. They had some great dogs over the years, long, long before I ever came on the scene. And that was the start of it, really, over as things progressed. Uh, Sheila's husband, John, passed away. And I started to throw my lot in with Mrs. Blaine to 
give her a hand doing the dogs and it's kind of mushroom from there so it did yeah you touched on the the Burgess prefix now um, JJ that has been on the go for a long time now it has indeed um, Mrs. Lan is still in good health thanks for the God she she celebrated her 91st birthday there about two weeks ago and her health is still good and she's still a regular down at the track in, in Yall as you know Bar. and she got her she tells me she got her first ground when she was eight years of age and a farmer gave her a gift of the ground and she called the ground at the time Springfield Gift Springfield was a town's land near where Mrs. Mrs. Land at the time was living and when she got married, she moved over to Borges, uh, Townsland of Borges, and that's where the prefix Borges came from. But from eight years of age until now, when, when she's now 91, there was never a year that there wasn't a greyhound in her yard. Yeah, remarkable stuff. She's a remarkable woman. Sure, we, we see her um, heading along to y'all, and and she enjoys nothing more, I'd say, than turning up to that track and um, having yeah. a chat with all her great friends. Yeah, it's. Do you know something? It's a, it's keeping the woman alive at this stage because she meets her good friends down there. They have a great chat, a great crack. The slagging is fantastic. They'd be criticizing dogs and praising dogs, and she'd come home there, and I might be letting dogs in and out for the night time outing kind of thing and she'd be telling me stories of what went on down there and who won and who didn't win and all that kind of thing and you know it's keeping her mind occupied and it's definitely a great help a great help to our health yeah without a doubt and uh, tell us about your maybe your early success um, Jay, just maybe some of the, the big nights for you we'll say since you've um, joined up with the, the team since, yeah since we got going um shall we say at the time initially we probably had only three or four dogs kind of thing and as the years progressed in I set up a place at my own home which is only maybe two or three miles from Burgess and at the other side of the village killer and we have all the adult dogs over here now kind of thing so we probably at any given time now we would have roughly 30 dogs around the place so we rear the puppies now over in Burgess because it's really suitable for those 10 to 12 acres of ground over there and they have the freedom of the whole place. So it's an ideal situation. And uh, the dogs, over the years, like we've, we've had some luck and obviously we've had some bad luck and what have you, but that just goes with the game. And thinking back on some of the dogs, it's, it's hard to remember. I remember probably one of my early ones would have been Burgess Razor. He's a real fast dog kind of thing and he kind of put us on the map early on and we went from Burgess Razor to Burgess Star Burgess Star was a fantastic dog he probably won dog of the year back in the day in Korean Park for the most wins on any given year he really loved the place up there and then we were kind of very lucky we, we got into a few dogs we actually had three or four very good dogs all at the one time it's seldom that you get a couple of dogs together uh, of top class. But we were very lucky. We had a dog called What Is Set Up and Burgess Four and Burgess Rumble. We had those three dogs at the one time and they were all open class. Um, like Rumble and Burgess Four went, they went to the Irish Derby. Rumble was a terrific dog around Cork. Really, really top class. Won about 30 races up there won something around twenty five to 30000 in prize money. Uh, 
well, just four, was another very good dog. He won a big stake up in Limerick. It was worth about 10 grand at the time. Uh, he went, I actually gave the pet book in to go to the English Derby and he went through two rounds of it and got knocked out at that stage. But there were top class dogs that, that could run with any company kind of thing, you know. And then we came on, I suppose, after that, the best dog we had after that in for a while was a dog called Burgess Poppy. We bought him down the all after a trial from John Cotter, a good friend of ours out in Glenmont. And uh, he turned out to be a star of a dog, like he was a, a Spartanmeister dog out of the bitch that was the little sister to Tullamore Act. Uh, so he was bred in the purple and he could travel. His biggest success would have been the Night of the Stars for the 550 race, a night that he beat Claire's Rocket yeah. and, a, and four or five more excellent dogs the same night. Like. Yeah, I remember that fondly. I think he got injured after JJ, did he? He got injured. It, it kind of it was just real bad luck. It was the time of um, the controversy over the sale of Harold's Cross. And if you remember, there was a strike on at the time and there was pickets on in Shelburne and we Popeye was in the semi-final of I think it was the Gold Cup there it was the first big stake of the year in Shelburne so the stake kept getting put off and off and we decided to give him a spin around Corrine one night on a Saturday night before racing and we weren't the only one I think there was four or five of the 12 dogs that were in the semi-final trials in Corrine that night before racing but unfortunately we were the very first trial and he broke his hock at the second bend. And obviously there was too much damage. He was never going to race again. And I took him to Dennis Beery up in Kildangan, uh, or sorry, Ratangan. And he put him back together again. But our look was really out. Uh, the dog got some bit of a turn on the operating table. And uh, the vet wasn't able to save him. And he passed away. So he was a major loss to us. Um, Oh, it was, you know, devastating stuff. It was devastating. It was like a death in the family to us. So it was. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And so, uh, go, move well, we moved on from that in, and you know, we've had a few decent animals now over the recent years. I thought Spurgeon's box would have been probably one of the the better ones, kind of thing. But and he was another dog that was unlucky with injury. He went to the English Derby and he fractured his hock in that in the very first round after having more or less done the best trial clockwise in the trials in Nottingham before that and he um, we got him ready again uh, it took three months or whatever to, to get him going again and we had him ready for the Derby 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 and lo and behold the same face struck him in the first round of the Irish Derby on the other back leg he fractured it and that was that injury unfortunately was career ending and we managed to to get him going again um it was um a Gilabi veterinary Shane Gion done the operation and he was back to shall we say full fitness in in relation to living and being able to walk and run around but he was never going to be able to race again so we decided to put him to stud because he was very well bred at Tullamore Act out of the badminton bitch so he was really worth worth a chance so he's actually going quite well there's a lot of pups on the ground now and he's after covering something around 40 bitches at this stage 
Yeah, that's very good and exciting. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be looking forward to seeing um, yes. some of them pups in action. Yeah, we're hoping for the best. Obviously, does, as I said, does a good. Does probably around two hundred pups on the ground at this stage. I have seven or eight of them myself, and my pups they look absolutely smashing. And the people that have pups on the ground they say the very same thing. They're really good lookers. So very. If they can run anything like they can look, we have a great chance. Our most recent star would have been Dear Jet Sydney. Um, as you all know, he's a household name now at this stage after winning the English Derby. Uh, there was a syndicate of killer chaps owned that dog. They bought him off of uh, Eddie Lingan. Uh, he's a Dear Jet as He's um, drew, he's drew his Sydney out of Maggie's Wish. Uh, Eddie Lingan's bitch. And they came to me, and I bought a half share in the dog, and I trained him. He went to the final of the Juvenile Classic on race stake in Tralee last year, and then he raced in the open class races up in Shelburne Park. And we decided to sell him to move him on because we got a very good offer from and Kenny Midland from Scotland bought him, and the dog went up to Pat Buckley to be trained. And Pat took him over to the English Derby, and sure, he flew through all the rounds at English Derby and was a great winner so we're all delighted and especially delighted for Eddie Lingan because I believe he had plenty more pups on the ground Just in terms of, of greyhounds and greyhound racing JJ what do you enjoy most about it? I'm sure it's all about the thrill of going racing is is you know, is, is the excitement of the race you're, you're at home you're getting a dog ready to race and whether he's a five or a oh, it, you know, it doesn't matter. He, he's competing in company that he should be with. And we all know every night you go out, you're not going to be winning every night. You're going to lose an awful lot more than you ever win. But you live for the nights that you get to win. You have the crack and meet all your friends. And, and that's what the, the bit of banter, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. friends is, is such a huge part of, of Greyhound racing. And yeah. I suppose for you, um, running a business and, and, and Greyhounds, it must be tough. And it, it's pretty obvious that you have a lot of helpers and great friends as well involved with your kennel. Oh, I have only for all the people that are willing to join. There, there was times over the years that you might be racing in Dublin or you could be in Cork the same night or something like that with another dog. And only for we have such good helpers, as we call them. And they're not helpers, they're all friends. Tommy Daly in particular is a great help to me. He's a retired man now at this stage. But he, he has a great love for the dogs as well. And he comes to me at a moment's notice. And, you know, he loves being around the dogs. And over the years, you know, we had Kinbusteed uh, done a lot of driving, especially on the Dublin runs and what have you. And Dave Lynch, another man that, that was good to help kind of thing. And, you know, it's um, it's... It's 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 a it's a team effort. Like you often hear Aidan O'Brien speaking of his team. Well, we're no different because if I didn't have this help, because this is only a hobby to me, because I'm working as well. Obviously, I'm in my own business. So without the help, I wouldn't be able to do it, kind of thing. You know. So it's it's just great, and everybody takes an enjoyment out of it. Yeah, and look, as you said, um, it's only a hobby to you, JJ, but look, you, you put a lot into the game. You're always, we'll say, either breeding or, or buying pups. Um, so, like, the, you know, the the success um, that you get um, is so richly deserved because um, it's certainly not easy to get a good dog. It's not easy to get a good dog, and you you just hope the day you'll go out, you'll be trying to buy something with a bit of breeding, and uh, it doesn't always work out, but it's a, it's a good start. And I suppose when I started buying pups, um, I went to the Rising Kennels, Damon Fleming, 
And over the years, we would have brought an awful lot of pups up at Amy, and we would have had great success with a lot of those pups. And that's what really put us on the road to getting a better cast adult, Damien Fleming and Michael the one, the born man at Holy Cross. When I got to know Michael and we became friends, uh, I started to buy a few pups off him. And I also had fantastic luck with Michael the one. And uh, the born prefix, a bit like the birds, it's well known. And it's always a help, you know, down the line when you go to sell an animal. It's a big help to, to, to get the sale over the line. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, just in terms of, of your track, you've touched on it on a, a couple of occasions. Um, you're a big part of the All Track Supporters Club, I suppose. It's it's this time um, last year. Now, at this stage, we got the dreaded news, but um, a lot of work has went on since, and um, there seems to be a great relationship now with the All Track Supporters Club and um, uh, Greyhound Race in Ireland. No doubt about it. Uh, I suppose over 12 months ago, Barry, we were all left scratching our head as to know would we have any local track to go to in a matter of months. Um, and thanks be to God, you know, this in the con report came out with what it did. And, and unfortunately, we were in the firing line. But everybody down in y'all, the supporters club in particular, and, and all the extended helpers and patrons of y'all, all rode in together and under the leadership of Paddy Welch down in ring. Um, we came up with a plan and took it to the board and what have you and thanks for the God it's all history now the decision have been reversed and we're in the we're in the clear as the fellow said for the next few years um, but it does take a lot of work and it has taken a lot of work and like there is great credit due to everybody and it just shows that the all track the all track is not your typical track it's a family track it's a grassroots track it's a feeder track to the likes of Shelburne and those tracks are needed in, in this country because without the Alls and the Clonmills the Enniscartes and those rural type tracks Shelburne would not be what it is today because they would not be getting the quality of yeah most definitely and, and look as I said on, on numerous occasions there has been Trojan work um, in particular with the likes of yourself and, and Paddy Welsh um, a lot more work um, to be done as well um, I suppose going forward from next year on and I suppose it, it's very important that um, anyone that's using the oil track will kind of um, you know put their foot forward because uh, we have a lot to do yeah we have a lot to do Farrah, uh, and like the old storm we have a lot to do and then more t- more more to do like the car park is almost complete at the moment which was part of the plan uh, there's been great work done to the track itself over the last few months and drainage and everything has improved and I want to place it on record while our while, while our good manager Johnny McGrath was out on sick leave there and obviously he's back now and we all wish him the best the best of health for the future but I want to thank Brian Collins for what he done in his his uh, sabbatical in y'all and helping us out and we got an awful lot of work done in relation to uh, certification for fire service, uh, upgrading the track and other odd jobs that had to be done and everything is in ship, ship shop shape there at the moment and this is only the stepping stone there's plenty more jobs to be done and we're going to be going to the shall we say the patrons of y'all now early in the new year because um, you know this thing is costing money and we have commitments down there so we're just we're hoping and we know we know that the people racing down, down the yard will put their best foot forward 
and they will put their hand in the pocket because they have always done it down in York. So, and we're going to be going to them again. We have to do it. We all want to keep the track open, and this is the only way forward. We're we're working closely with Joe Dollard, the CEO of Greyhound Racing Ireland, and we are definitely going in the right direction. But this is not this is not a sprint. This is more of a 600, 750-yard race, if I want to describe it like that. This is a long-term project, and we have to keep working at it in order to keep the gates and y'all open and keep racing and keep keep everything going for the, the doggy people of East Cork and for Field. Yeah, that's um, that's for sure, JJ. Hopefully we'll en- enjoy many of great nights at our local um, yard track. Before we finish up, one or two more things to get through. Um, you touched on your um, late wife who sadly passed away, but you hold a great event in Curraheen Park every year. Um, the Shelley Fenley Memorial Bitch Stake. And, um, you know, it's turned into a mighty competition, JJ. Previous winners, the likes of Kill McDonough and Scooby Princess, who went on to feature in the Irish Greyhound Derby. That's right, that's right. We decided, obviously, for Shelley, you know, we want to keep her memory alive. Um, obviously, you know, her memory is more, more than kept well alive in our household. But for further people, not to forget her. She was, you know, Mrs. Bland's daughter, a major blow to her, obviously, to lose a daughter. And it was actually her second daughter to, to lose. And we just, we came up that, obviously, we would do a memorial stake every year. And in fairness to Brian Collins, because Brian, Brian decided that we'd move it to the 550 for bitches, bitches only. And, you know, when it, we were struggling to get good entry at 525, but when it went to 550, we, were, we got a way better entry every year for the stake. And it's now, after, shall we say, it's cementing its place on the calendar for, for that class of animals. And, like, there's Clinton out there and there great qualities you just said like Kill McDonough Scooby Princess proved herself winning it and went on and done well in the derby afterwards and like Bally Mack won it another year Jerry Holian and Galway won it another year with a with a bitch belonging to Jimmy Buckley the singer and like there's a great history in it now already of different bitches that have to win it and it's going from strength to strength and we're, and we're delighted yeah, it sure is. Look, it's, it's a big part of the jigsaw now for bitches here in Ireland. I know they all target that competition. Um, look, the Burgess Kennel, as I said, anytime they turn up at a track, you're not afraid to travel if you've got nice, or if you turn up with a youngster, you're always um, towards the, the very top of the market. Is there any ground you're particularly looking forward to for the early part of next year, JJ? Um, I suppose I have a couple of dogs that we're getting ready at the moment. We're targeting um, Tralee for the Juvenile Classic. Please God, if they'll be good enough to go there. Have a nice Patsy Sabbath dog. Uh, he, he's pointing us in the right direction at the moment, kind of thing. Um, we purchased another dog of Edmund Canary only, only a week ago. And he looks a real nice prospect as, as well. He's, he's, he's a very big animal, so he'll take a bit of time. But Edmund done a good job with him, and we the target would be that we we hopefully will have a couple of Burgess Burgesses in the in the classic lineup when it will be made out in Tralee. Yeah, um, always one of the highlights of of the year. Look, yeah. no doubt we'll yeah. see plenty more that, stars in the Burgess. Before yeah. we finish up, if I could just say one thing, if going back to the all track again, um, our lotto due to obviously COVID restrictions or whatever, 
have been on hold more or less since March down there. And we have a big jackpot in it of 20,000. We're going to be ready to go again on the second week of January with a lotto. And we're actually going online with the lotto now from the second week of January in order to try and open it up to the bigger market of the Greyhound fraternity all over Ireland. And we just I implore everyone to please support it. Just buy a ticket. It's, everything that will be made out of the lotto is going back into our track down in Yall. And without those funds, we can't keep going. Yeah, so. I, I, I'm sure the, the Greyhound people um, all over the country and across the pond with big supporters of Yall Track will um, support that lot. Or look, we'll give, the, we'll give the final word. I know we're not going to be singling out anyone because so many people have done so much great work, but Ger Gubbins, another great man as well at the Yall Track, um, the Holly Hill man, he's been in the winners over the last couple of meetings. We'll, we'll finish with giving him a mention, uh, JJ. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, like, when this this, shall we say, construction work, if we want to call it that, and maintenance work had to be done, and there was a hell of a lot of work had to be done. Well, Joe Gubbins was the first man to put up his hand and say, that's that's my field. I'll be able to help you out of that. And he has had men down there for the past three or four weeks or longer, and he has done Trojan work. And in fairness to him, like, without him, we probably wouldn't be where we are now, because... He's a great doggy man. He's a great supporter of y'all. But he went that step further. Like, he, you know, he put machinery down there, his time down there, his staff down there. And he's after, he's after doing fantastic work. Like, you couldn't overstate the, the work that he's after doing down there. You know, we'll be indebted to Ger Gubbins for years to come, so we will. We sure will. Look, we're surrounded by so many great people who have done so much um, great work. Um, I suppose for a, now a long period of time in Yall Track. Um, so that's about it, JJ. It was it was great to speak to you um, on this week's um, podcast. We're wishing yourself and, and your mother-in-law, uh, Sheila Spillan, and, and all connected uh, with the Burgess um, Kennel, all the success in the world going forward. And uh, we always love to see um, your great dogs in action. Yeah. Thanks very much, Bear. And just t- for myself to take the opportunity to thank all my friends and all my helpers and, and all the ground people. And seeing as the time of year that we have, Bear, we'll wish everybody a happy Christmas and please God we'll see them all again in the new year. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.